Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we continue to lift up the country of Haiti. We pray for Miss Birdie who fell. We pray for Roy and Kelly. We lift up Rebecca's dad, as well as Donna's daughter-in-law. We pray for the house hunters who continually get out bid. Give them patience to wait on you. We pray for my coworker, Michael. We pray for my daughter-in-love, Kelsey, as well as Terry, who has tested positive for COVID. We pray the blood of Jesus over eczema. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In the name of the chosen one, Jesus Christ, amen. Last week, I was just about to take an afternoon walk in the park when I spotted a double rainbow and managed to take a picture. While double rainbows are extremely rare, they always remind me of God's promise that he will never destroy the earth again with water. The promises of God must be fulfilled, for he cannot lie. If he says he will do it, then it has to happen. The double rainbow reminded me of the precious promises in the Bible. Today, I want to look at seven of them. The term precious promises comes from 2 Peter 1 and 4, which reads, By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. My friends, the promises of God are based on His glory and His virtue. As believers, we get to be part of His divine nature as we embrace His precious promises. The first precious promise is forgiveness and victory over sin. Jeremiah 31 and 34 says, For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin and remember no more. My Christian comrades, when Satan comes to God accusing us of our sins, God looks at him and says, What sin? He has already forgotten about it. Our forgiveness is 100% complete. When God says that we are forgiven, we no longer have an excuse to beat ourselves up or for that matter, to beat up others. If God forgives and forgets, why do we partially forgive others and keep bringing it up when provoked? Romans 8 and 1 says, There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Folks, we that are believers are not condemned because of our sins. We have victory over our sins. The next promise is answers to our prayers. Philippians 4 and 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your request be known to God. My comrades for Christ, the additional stress we put upon ourselves due to anxiousness is the opposite of how God wants us to handle things. He wants us to go to Him in prayer. And as a prayer warrior, I am asked to pray for others. I am never distressed about praying for others. But why are we afraid to take all things to God in prayer? Folks, you are not permitted to tell God what He can handle and what you will handle. When Paul writes, but in everything by prayer and supplication, he means everything. There is nothing too small for God to handle. I love the billboard that says, Hello, this is God. Today, I'll be handling all of your problems. 
Please know that supplication is a request that directly asks God to do something. We cannot use the excuse that God knows my heart when we don't ask. Nor can we use the excuse that God knows everything, so he should already know what I want. God wants us to participate in prayer. Lately, I've been asked to pray for would-be homeowners who have been outbid by others time and time again. I chuckle to myself when I realize that perhaps God has answered the prayers of the person who outbid the rest of them. And he has another house planned for you. 1 John 5 and 14 proclaims, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. My faithful followers of Christ, my confidence does not lie in myself. My confidence does not lie in others. My confidence lies in Jesus the Christ. Now with that assurance, I can ask and I can ask anything and I can ask according to his will. When we ask anything in prayer, it doesn't mean that everything you ask for will be granted. It means that you can ask for anything, big or small. My friends, do we ask according to God's will or to ours? The third precious promise is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now think about this, the Spirit of God living in you. Here's what 1 Corinthians 3.16 says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? In this verse, Paul is referring to the church as a temple, but it has individual applications. The verse that applies to us as individuals is found in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20, which proclaims, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and your spirit, which is God's. Folks, the Holy Spirit lives in your body, and we should treat our bodies like temples. Paul is calling for sexual purity, but we pollute God's temple, our bodies, in many other ways. The types of materials we put into our bodies, the visual images we intake, what we read, what we listen to, and what we consume. Anything that we do that pollutes our bodies, the Spirit cannot live there. Although we've been promised the Holy Spirit, the promise did not include the Spirit living in filth. Our bodies belong to the one who has paid for them with his blood, and that's Jesus Christ. Not only do our bodies belong to him, so does our spirit. Acts 2 verses 38 and 39 says, Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 39 continues, For the promise is to you and your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. My friends, the promise of the Holy Spirit was not only for the disciples or the early church, but for generations to come. The fourth precious promise given to us is the security of our souls. Romans 8, 38 and 39 says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. My comrades for Christ, we should rejoice in knowing that absolutely nothing can separate us from God. 
Listen to the words of Jesus in John 10, verses 27 through 29. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My friends, eternal life begins the moment you decide to follow Jesus. Your security starts with your belief that Jesus is Lord. The fifth precious promise is the resurrection from death. Believers do not die. They are, as Paul puts it, asleep. Listen to what he writes in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 13 and 14. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him them who sleep in Jesus. Folks, our confidence as believers is that since Jesus died and rose from the dead, we too shall rise. John 5 verses 28 and 29 proclaims, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. My Christian comrades, Jesus is promising a resurrection for all. The difference is where you will spend eternity. When you place your trust in Jesus, you will spend eternity with him. The sixth precious promise is that on judgment day, we will be judged as righteous because we have accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. 2 Timothy 4 and 8 says, Finally, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Folks, awards day is coming. You will either be awarded your crown in heaven, or you will be awarded your place in hell. Which brings me to the last precious promise, eternal life with Jesus. Here's what John wrote in Revelation 21, verses 3 and 4. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and will be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. My friends, God's desire is to live in close fellowship with man. Before the fall of man, Adam had the privilege of companionship with God. And if you want to have everlasting togetherness with the Trinity, pray this prayer with me. Father, I turn my life over to your son, Jesus. Fill me with the Holy Spirit so that I may receive the precious promises you have for me. In the name of the Righteous One, Jesus Christ, amen. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer requests as well as your praise reports to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the Donate button. You may also write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or call us at 678-693-2204. 
Stay safe, be blessed, and have a great week.